Hi, everybody. My name is Mary-Kate Casey, founder and owner of Prep Performance Center, a physical therapy and sports performance facility in Chicago. I'm a doctor of physical therapy and four-time national champion lacrosse player. My passion area of expertise is helping young athletes understand the multidisciplinary approach to being a, su a successful athlete, prevent injury, and increase performance. Today, we have Ashley Jonathan with us today, and she is a four-year varsity athlete from Bellarmine University. She's a two-time All-GLVC team member, a three-time academic All-GLVC honoree. She registered 30 total wins this past season. She is a, ma a major in exercise science with a mind psychology. She is second for having all-time wins in Bellarmine and is on course to reach all-time winningest player in program history for both men and women's tennis. She was accepted to the Bellarmine University um, for a doctor of physical therapy program and will begin starting this fall as she finishes her tennis career and hopefully, hopefully achieves that all-time winningest player. Thank you, Ashley, for joining us. We're excited to have you. Thank you so much for having me, Mary-Kate. Yeah, so um, so obviously, amidst all of the, the craziness with the COVID um, pandemic, you know, you are you know, making a few difficult decisions, but ones that you feel are the best for you. So, um, you know, first, let's kind of talk about your athletic career and to some of those choices that you've made over the last few weeks. So tell okay. us a little bit about your athletic journey. Okay. Well, I grew up in a smaller town in Westfield, Indiana. Um, it took me a while to choose, you know, tennis. I know I'm I'm a college athlete for tennis, but it took me a while to actually choose tennis because my parents really set me up in all different types of sports, and I actually ended up playing volleyball and tennis until my junior year of high school. Um, but the longest I played, the longest sport I played was tennis, so I think about 16 years now. Uh, I played I played soccer, I played basketball, I played everything. Um but I've had the same tennis coach. His name is P.A. Nelhagen. He currently lives in Indiana, and I've had him for about 12 years um, as my tennis coach, which I think is extremely important to have a very consistent coach. But I decided to take my high school tennis career to the next level at Bellarmine. Um, I played here for four years, and I'm coming upon my fifth year of eligibility due to the COVID-19, which you were just talking about a little bit, which is the situation we're in. Yeah, so... Tell us a little bit about the um, the challenges that you faced as, you know, your tennis career was going to change and, um, you know, what have you decided? So basically, I understand that PT school is going to be extremely rigorous, but I've spoke with the dean of the PT school and he mentioned that there's been a lot of people um, who've been able to do, you know, physical therapy school and a sport. And he's mentioned tennis is one of those sports. So I've decided to take my fifth year of eligibility that was given to me by the NCAA. And I'm going to try to do it. I don't want to give this opportunity up. Um, it's a unique opportunity because Bellarmine's actually going from Division Two to Division One, So it'll be kind of neat to say I was a Division Two and a Division One athlete. That's going to be amazing. It's um it's also going to be really great for you to have that experience um and you know really be able to show everybody that you you know are hopefully going to be that all-time winningest player and we hope that 
you know, you're able to stick it through and get back on campus and do everything this fall that you really want to do. I mean, I'm, that's my plan. So I hope <laughs> that works. <laughs> right. Um, just a little bit about, because we're, we're kind of here today to talk about, um, you know, what it takes to be a successful athlete and uh, your journey to help young athletes today. So um, tell us a little, a little bit about some of the injuries that you have experienced okay. and how um, you kind of stay on top of those injuries as you continue your college career. Yeah, I think that's, um, it's something unfortunate, but most athletes are going to run into it um, in their college career, especially because the wear and tear of the same muscles and same bones and everything. Um, I have patellar tendonitis in both my knees. I've actually sprained both my ankles or rolled both my ankles. Um, and then there's been talk of possible um, labral tears in both my hips just from playing tennis for so many years. But I would say the main thing to combat injuries that you come upon or extreme, when you're extremely sore is to be committed to going to the trainer's room. I feel like a lot of Athletes are sometimes timid or afraid of the trainers, but they're there to help you. Um, it takes an extra, you know, hour or two, you know, before practice, after practice, or before a match and after a match to, you know, get the proper treatment for you to be able to practice and compete in those situations. But basically pushing yourself to heal correctly with the right amount of time allotted, um, that's how you're going to get healed the fastest. And then when you get back to, you know, playing on the court or for me, I felt like I was tentative or nervous, you know, after hurting my ankle and I wasn't playing for my, to my fullest potential. It's overcoming that mental stage of being tentative or nervous, knowing that you healed the proper way and gave yourself the right amount of time. Now it's to, time to get back into the game. So I feel like that's the biggest part. Yeah, for sure. And then now going into your um, doctorate of physical therapy, you'll have some firsthand experience to kind of help your absolutely. patients once you start treating them. Yep, absolutely. And um, I think it's also hard as an athlete having that mentality of, you know, if you work hard back on the court sooner and kind of like what you were saying is sometimes it's actually time. It's time yeah. out from your sport. It's, it's not always, if I work harder, I'm going to get back out there quicker. Um, you also kind of have to have the patience to let your body heal and the injury take its course. Exactly. Our body has a different timeline than our head. <laughs> For sure. Right. Um, so, I mean, that being said, what do you feel like you wish you would have focused on during your high school years to make that transition a little bit easier for you from high school to college? I would say the biggest thing was deciding earlier of whether or not I was going to play a college sport. Um, I wasn't the fittest going into college, and I feel like that would have made a huge difference because I wasn't 100% of playing college sport. So, you know, having that decision of playing um, a college sport and then, you know, starting to train and do specific training for your sport is what's going to help you the most. Because um, for me, high school tennis was completely different than college tennis. Um, there was, you know, back-to-back -back tennis matches. There's practice every single day. And that just wasn't the case in high school, it was like I could take a day off if I wanted to, or mm -hmm. um, I, I wasn't, I guess, as committed as I was in college, which if you can find that out sooner, that's 
like that's the best um, preparation. Right. And then um, what do you think about like a learning curve when you, you know, go from high school to college? I mean, you kind of talked about it, a bit, but um, some of those biggest, the bigger changes that you noticed when you were in college that you really weren't prepared for. So getting into college my freshman year and seeing my tennis schedule, my school schedule, and then hearing about all the fun things that um, my non-athlete friends were doing around campus, it was all extremely overwhelming. Um, I'm pretty sure the first day my coach gave me everything, I started crying because I didn't (laughs) know what I was committed to. (laughs) But um, I wanted to make new friends, but I also had to abide by my busy tennis schedule and get to every class to make good grades for PT school and care for my mental health. But Um, The biggest learning curve was learning how to prioritize everything and giving each category, each category, you know, in my mind, the right amount of time. So going to a D2 school, like school came first, and then my tennis, and then my mental health, and then my outside friends. And um, although it's like overwhelming in the beginning, it's just something new. And I think that's what overwhelms us. But it was completely doable. And it was, I wouldn't change that experience for anything. Yeah. And I think that that brings up another point, um, you know, kind of about a support system. Um, You know, you're on campus, you're brand new, you're going through a new class schedule, learning how to go to, um, you know, go to class, come home, get your work done, get to tennis, you know, do your injury, um, injury prevention or rehab for an injury. Um, How do you, you know, how do you qualify or, or, you know, prioritize your time, but also, you know, utilize your support system to, you know, get the best that you can from everybody surrounding you? So I would say you, I'm trying to think about that. It's not easy at first, but I feel like if you learn to micromanage each division, like kind of in your life, like your family, your friends, um, your teammates and everything, you realize that like the friends that understand your busy schedule are the friends that you have to keep around. Um, you need like your family to be able to support you, especially um, your family. I don't know. I have like my brothers would, would they live in a completely different state, but they would come and watch my matches when I would go and play in their state. Um, my parents would come and travel with me. And I feel like having that supportive family and supportive friends and supportive coaches, you know, always pushing you and telling you it's possible. And, um, you know, when you kind of get in a funk to push you back up and say, no, like, it's just the day. It's just today. That's the funky day. Um, So having that supportive system is extremely important. But then also having um, one of the main things like growing up is I had my parents, like, they didn't get into my tennis. They supported me and everything, but they let my coach do his job. And I think that's extremely important, you know, for your coach to be able to coach you and for you to be a coachable athlete. And that was a main thing growing up. And even in college, you'll see that once you transition from your hometown coach to a college coach, you need to be coachable and listen to new um, tactics that that coach teaches you. Yeah, and I think that that's really challenging sometimes because, um, you know, with a new coach, you're trying to, you know, learn their style of coaching. Sometimes it's a little rough on you mentally, physically, emotionally. Um, Absolutely. So then you need your family support system. 
Um, but there, there is a need to kind of draw that line sometimes, especially when you're dealing with school, friends, coaches, teammates. Um, and, and, and sometimes I think each people, each of those people are support systems in, in different parts of your, your life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so let's, let's kind of go back and talk about one of the biggest obstacles that you faced during your college career and, you know, what did you learn from it? So I would say the biggest obstacle as of now is, um, the situation I'm in. Um, I really didn't know whether or not to go back and play for my fifth year. Um, and I understand that. You know, PT school is going to be extremely hard, but I feel like this is an opportunity that I don't want to pass up. But I would say during my first, like my all my four years of playing, the biggest obstacle was, you know, prioritizing that time and deciding, you know, what time to give to each thing in my life. And right now it sounds like, you know, I think for some of our young athletes, reps they're all about practice they're about um hitting the ball or getting the the reps of serving or hitting it Mm -hmm. what would you tell I mean it sounds like most of you know collegiate athletics for you has been a little bit of the side but can you speak to you know the demands the physical demands um that also take a toll on you in addition to the mental aspect what is like a day what does a day look like in college athletics? Okay. So the physical demands, I again, I kind of spoke upon it. It's like it's different from, you know, high school to college because um, the conditioning is a lot more and there's lots more matches. But physically, I feel that a lot of juniors who are not in college yet are doing, you know, lots of repetitions, like you were saying, and lots of serves. And that's really not – you need to have match play. You need to have the experience of being in, um, being nervous and being in like a actual match match situation where you're nervous to play your opponent because that's what you're doing in college. You're playing opponents you don't want to play. Um, and I feel like a lot of juniors are afraid to play other players because they don't want to lose. And you got to get over that fear. Um, so it kind of goes mental and physical is extremely, it's, so extremely close, but so far apart at the same time. But tennis is extremely mental, and I would say it's, you know, 70% mental, 30% physical. Um, you just need to be – physically, you need to be able to keep up, and your endurance needs to be there, and you need to be more consistent with your, your slot, slot shot selection. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so if you were, you know, talking to your high school self, what would you tell yourself to – um, help with your condition, um, conditioning, your fitness, maybe your, your speed, agility, and quickness on the field, what would you tell them to go do, um, you know, to kind of help that transition like you were talking about? I would tell myself, you know, one, I need to be doing this for myself. I need to be playing tennis for myself, and it can't be for anyone else. Um, and I feel like that inner desire is what's going to make you, you know, go run on the track, um, do ladder drills, um, have like, you know, a partner or someone hit volleys back with you or, you know, set up yourself 
um, little matches for you to play against someone. Or, you know, if you have your coach there, maybe have him um, chart you and like do different things like that. So it kind of mimics that being nervous in a match situation. And I feel like that's probably my best advice. You know, yes, of course, you want to be technically sound going into college um, with all your strokes because you want to be able to learn and like grow in different situations, not your strokes. You don't want those to break down. You want to be able to grow by being quicker um, and having seeing different styles of play, but you don't want your own game to break down. So I feel like, you know, putting yourself in those mental situations where you're pushing yourself is what's going to help you the best in college because you're going to be pushed there. And then it'll be the same if you push yourself sooner. Right. And it sounds like that you have like, you know, you focused on a little bit of like the endurance physically, um, but also like the consistency on the court, whether it be mentally and physically placing the ball, having consistent strokes. Um, yeah. And, and it sounds like that was really what was helping you, you know, outlast your opponent um, and really be able to, to win some of those matches that probably came down to the, the last few, um, you know, volleys. I feel like mainly that was, you know, if I would have had that my freshman year, um, I feel like, I mean, I feel like I did an outstanding job. But it would just have been crazier if you could be, have a better endurance and then be more consistent right from the get-go, you know, right from the beginning, because then you're going to outlast your um, opponents physically and mentally. For sure. Yeah. Mentality, like you said, it really seems like it's a little bit more 70-30. And if we talk to a lot of other athletes who are, you know, in the college or professional level, that's the one thing that we're trying to teach our young athletes today. So let's talk a little bit about what do you think is the most important thing about playing doubles? versus singles okay doubles is actually my favorite out of doubles and singles yeah um i play doubles and singles on my college team but it's knowing your teammate and how they play you know if i have a doubles partner i've actually had three or four different doubles partners during my career but i've had two that i played with the most um you need to know and they they were different people um different types of players so you know, knowing if they're tentative or aggressive, if they tend to stay back on the court or if they tend to stay close to the net with you, um, that's extremely important. But the, what I found most important is being a supportive teammate. You need to be uh, reassuring, high-fiving, giving constructive advice to your teammate. Um, don't never giving them, like, any negative body language, especially in a doubles match because your partner feeds off of your energy. So it's your responsibility to stay positive for yourself, um, for your teammate, and that's like the best way to kind of get in your opponent's head when they see you not getting negative or anything. And I feel like even being on the other side, when I saw, you know, you know, my opponents were losing, but they were still so positive, I was like, what the heck? So that, that kind of got in my head too. So I kind of learned like, you know, staying positive on your side, that's going to help you win. For sure. Positivity, it can really be contagious. And especially for you as an athlete um, and then for your teammate as well, it it's important to kind of keep that in focus and make sure that um, that's your number one, your number one thing that you got to focus on. I agree. 
So we've got to wrap this up, but I, I want to ask you a few things. So what would you say that are or college athletics that you want to, you know, the pearls of your college career? Okay. I would say enjoy it. It goes by so fast. Um, all the good memories are going to outweigh those small stressful moments. Um, it's exciting because you get an instant group of friends being on a team and you, you feel a sense of community going straight into college, um, being on a sports team. Um, and then the main thing, you know, for some athletes who may or, you know, they're kind of on the border of thinking to play college, college sports or not play college sports, you'll never regret playing it. Um, if you have the ability to play, that means you are given the talent and you need to share it with people. So I would say go out there for sure and just play, like have fun. And what? And then, you can go. Sorry, that's okay. What would be about you know? Um, you know, because really the most important thing, you're a student before an athlete, right? So it's a student athlete. Correct. So what do you say to athletes about um, picking the right school for them? I would say, you know, do your research. What type of school do you want? Um, is it small, medium, big? And then assess if you would be able to play at that level of a school. And then make sure you meet with your coach and see does he or she, you know, want you to be an athlete first or, um, you know, su successful in school first. And, you know, that was my case at Bellarmine. My coach wanted me to be successful at school first just in case, you know, an injury happened or, for some reason I didn't play tennis, was I still going to like the school? And then I make sure you ask about the practice schedule, the match schedules. Um, make sure you get along with your teammates. You know, does your personality match with the teammates? And so that's really how I decided. So once I felt like I had a check mark next to the school, my coach, and the tennis girls, I knew I was in the right place at Bellarmine. Yeah, and it sounds like, you know, going back here, you're going to continue your doctorate of physical therapy and, you know, no better place than the, the place that you've been able to be successful at right now for the last four yeah. years. Yeah, I was expecting to be here for seven years. So <laughs> I guess it's just one more year playing tennis, which is just a little bit different. Well, we are very happy to have you on um, your we're continued um, tennis career and wish you nothing but the best. And are super excited and hope um, that you achieve, you know, all of the, uh, the accolades that, you know, you aspire for. And um, hopefully we'll see your name as the all-time winningest player for <laughs> Bellamin. Thank you so much, Mary-Kate, for having me. I'm happy I could talk. All right, great. Ashley, we'll stay safe during this time. And um, we look to, uh, forward to chatting soon. Okay. okay. Bye. Yeah.